Kia ora and welcome to the Creative Matters podcast, where we have inspiring conversations with New Zealand artists. I'm your host, Mandy Yakich. These conversations are intimate, uplifting and insightful. The guests on the show have absolutely enriched my life and I'm sure their stories will have the same effect on you. Thank you so much for joining me to listen to these amazing people speak about what drives them, the way they work and their personal takes on life. Hi, and welcome back to Creative Matters. Thank you very, very much for joining me. This week, I'm speaking with Jessica Guernsey. Jessica is an 18-year-old artist from Tamaki Makaurau, Auckland, currently based in Porniki, Wellington. In 2022, this year, Jess became the youngest ever recipient of the New Zealand Adam Portraiture Award with her self-portrait, Lady Day. Her paintings have also been recognised through the National Youth Art Awards, where she was the overall winner in 2021 and the winner of her category in 2022. She also was a winner in her category in the Kumu Arts Awards this year, and she has just been told that her painting Shady at Midnight has been chosen to be part of the Wellington Regional Arts Review. Jess and I have a lovely, lovely chat in my studio about how she has suddenly become a well-known painter at such a young age and how that feels, how she sees her art practice, what inspires her and how she is capturing her life through her painting. Her story will be super inspiring and interesting for young art students and emerging artists, but also for more established and older artists As a young woman, Jess has a great, fresh outlook on life and her career, and I have no doubt in 10 years' time, we will be seeing even bigger things from this very special young artist. Morena, Jess. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. (laughs) Yeah, I've read so much about you in the last year, and um, it's a complete joy and honour to have you in the Murawai studio. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, I feel blessed to be invited. (laughs) Thank you. So, Jess, you have become all of a sudden very well known around New Zealand and probably internationally because you have just won recently this year the Adam Portraiture Award, which is New Zealand's most prestigious and popular portraiture prize. Um, And you're only 18. Yeah, yeah, it's been a crazy start to the year and so on, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just incredible. So um, the for people who don't know, who are listening, the Adam Portraiture Award is a biennial competition and it's painted portraits of New Zealanders by New Zealanders and um, it's sponsored by the Adam Foundation. I don't think they would have ever imagined that they would be awarding the prize to someone who's only 18, right at the beginning of their career. And um, it's quite interesting because the judges, or the the work is actually judged anonymously, isn't it? So they wouldn't have known who you were and how old you were. Yeah, yeah. I was actually talking to Linda Rose Tyler and she um, was discussing with Carl Morn, the other judge, that they thought it was an older artist painting their younger self in their childhood bedroom type thing, yeah, which I thought was quite interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. How amazing. Yeah. So um, congratulations on winning that prize. Thank you so much. There were 352 entries and 44 other finalists, and uh, you created a self-portrait called Lady Day. Can you tell us about the painting? Yeah, so the painting is based off a reference picture that my best friend took of me one night. It was before the lockdown, um, just kind of a night with friends and we were just kind of messing around. Um, and then I guess during the lockdown, I don't, I can't actually tell you why. I just, I liked it and I painted it and I was kind of just reminiscing through old pictures and I just thought, that would be a really cool painting. Um, yeah, as I was painting it, 
I guess it kind of just reminded me of the times that I was having beforehand. Yeah. It gave me something to wake up and do every day to work on and to have a finished product at the end. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And um, the judges said in their notes, in their judging notes, that they were impressed with how detailed and revealing this image is of the sitter, which is you, who reaches out to the viewer as she strikes a pose for the camera in her friend's bedroom. She has introduced a detailed view of the bedroom where you can make out photographs and album covers for Lou Reed, Oasis, Talking Heads, as well as colourful bedding and cherry red Doc Martens. (laughs) This is an assured painting which is both compelling and rewards close study. Which is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that's so lovely. (laughs) Isn't it lovely? Yeah. And it is such an interesting painting. It does really draw you in, which I find is is the case with all of your work. Um, And you've actually included, you know, all of those elements around the person. Yeah. 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 So uh, tell us about that. I think what people quite like about the painting is all the objects and detail around it really inform the viewer of kind of what the setting was like when the picture was taken. Yeah, and, and what just, the people are like and yeah, what they're into, I guess. Yeah. Um, I have been saying that I personally uh, never used to listen to those kind of songs and, I don't know, was quite a reserved, I guess, kid. And then um, I met these friends and, yeah, it just kind of reminds me how what who you surround yourself with and where you put yourself in life and, like, you know, who you hang out with really influences who you are and how much fun you can have and, yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And you're you're really telling quite a big story, having all those kind of clues and symbols around you. You know, it's kind of symbolising the time and the era that you painted it. Yeah, yeah. And also um, even things like what you're wearing. I mean, I love the big Doc Martens and the patterned, pan- <laughs> patterned pants, Yeah, which I've... I read you got from an op shop. Is that right? Yeah, an op shop, a Salvation Army on Dominion Road. I bought them that day and they were... Yeah, I was showing them off. I love them. <laughs> Still probably my favourite pants and I have them. That's so good. <laughs> and that's, you know, as you say, it's it's really sort of giving the viewer a little sneak peek into your world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is great. And even down to um, things like the bed linen. And mm. um, was it at your friend's house? Yeah, my friend's yeah. house, yeah. yeah. Her whole house is quite maximalist style and yeah, a lot of our high school years were just kind of going over to hers after school and uh, as we worked on NCA um, folio boards for the year for art subjects, like it was a great house for like taking photo shoots and stuff. I did a Cluedo murder mystery board and I used her house as kind of the setting for that as well. Uh, yeah, amazing. so I'd go over after school and take pictures of her and our friends. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. And that kind of thing is, I mean, as you know, once you're sort of 45 or something, you look back on those paintings, which really kind of capture your teenage years, don't they? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is really cool. I just yeah. would love to know if I had a crystal ball what you'd be painting when you're 45. <laughs> Any idea? Um, I guess what I'm surrounded with. <laughs> yeah. I always thought it would be quite cool if I end up having like a family one day. I'll just be able to paint them. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like, and obviously my family have already, but. Yeah. Yeah. If you know. ever had kids. Like kids, yeah. Yeah. Paint them and their friends, see what they're up to, exactly. what they're listening to. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a sort of perfect record of your life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And such a beautiful thing to hand down to generations. Yeah. To show yeah. sort of, yeah, it's really your life story, I guess, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was quite um, bittersweet having to, um, like, let go of that self-portrait as well. Like, it's not mine anymore, but it's – it's. I'm so grateful for the opportunities it's given me, obviously. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, that would have been something very cool to have in the family heirloom. Mm. And so what actually happens to that? Does that become part of a collection? Yeah, it's a part of the national collection. I don't know if I'll ever see it again. Or I think it's touring the country right now, Auckland, quite soon. Which is great exposure for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. That's incredible. Oh, well, I'm sure it'll always have a, a special place in your heart, that painting. Yeah. <laughs> and the painting is, it does have so much movement in it. In it. I mean, I'll, I'll put the painting on your blog post so listeners can see what the painting was like. Thank you. <laughs> but I love the way 
you know, your just the um, perspective, I guess, is really interesting. Like the your legs are quite giant, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> because the photograph's been taken sort of from that position. Yeah, yeah. From low down, I guess. Yeah. And uh, and there's just it's like you're reaching out to the viewer. Yeah, it's funny because hands are one of the things I struggle to paint the most and I always get the most frustrated with. Yet in all my paintings, they seem to be center stage in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do I do this to myself? That's but. so funny. So <laughs> good. And um, how do you feel? I mean, well, first of all, well, you can go all the way back. How did you actually um, decide to enter this award? So the first um like national award that I entered was National Youth Art Awards and that was um my high school teacher she was my design teacher in year 12 actually um and that was Mount Albert Grammar at Mount Albert Grammar she really pushed me to enter this National Youth Art Award and obviously I hadn't entered one of these before I was entering the school art show which had given me some confidence but yeah this teacher Miss Gauntlet Sarah Gauntlet um really pushed me and that ended up doing quite well and I ended up winning um, my for my category and, yeah, the overall prize, which was so awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, and then I guess from that um, first award, I think that really gave me confidence that, oh, I can actually um, have a chance at some of these um, things that are happening. And yeah, entered honestly just with the intention of just building some confidence and actually just putting myself out there. And the motion of actually entering is quite a, um, it's kind of a fun process as well. And like the excitement and the thrill. So yeah, I guess I entered with literally no expectations to even make, make the finals whatsoever. But mm. yeah, so that was a shock in itself. Yeah, and how did that happen? How were you notified? Um, just by email, yeah. Called my parents. I was like, guys, guess what? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. How incredible. Surreal. <laughs> and isn't that amazing that you've had that, that support and sort of um, – you know that you're from Sarah, from your teacher at Mount Albert yeah. Grammar, and that sort of belief that she's had in you, and you know, because you kind of need that when you're younger, just having somebody behind you saying, "Do it, do it." Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. that's incredible that she could see the talent in you and that she was supporting yeah, you yeah. And, and helping you to get there. Yeah, I mean, throughout all my high school years, I guess obviously, like my mum is one of my biggest supports, and she was sort of. Um, pushing me as well and inspiring me that um definitely when someone that you're not related to and so closely tells you that it's it's just another it's another whole aspect yeah yeah, yeah it's another yeah. level level yeah, really isn't yeah, it because yeah. like mums are always really good at loving what you do anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> so mums, to have the, the best <laughs> have the yeah. affirmation from somebody else yeah you know who especially knows what they're talking about yeah is yeah. really encouraging Sure. And now you are, you know, I mean, when I was researching your work, there's been so many articles written about you <laughs> with your work. How does that feel as an 18-year-old? It feels really weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it's quite cool. Um, I don't know. It all happened quite suddenly. Like it's been maybe, I guess, all in quite a short space of time um, where yeah, it's really strange. <laughs> yeah, I bet it yeah. is. It's incredible. And, I mean, do you feel a bit freaked out by the exposure? Um, I think I quite like it secretly. Like, it's quite – yeah, it's cool. I um, People don't – it's all very online-based. Like, no one really will talk to me on the street or, like, recognise me unless I'm going into galleries and kind of saying who I am. But, um, yeah, I think it's kind of perfect. Like, I'm not – famous but um I feel quite proud of what I've achieved and stuff yeah, yeah you yeah. should do it's an incredible achievement and it's just such a fantastic way to kickstart your career yeah yeah isn't it it's amazing <laughs> I think I'm very fortunate yeah and do you feel pressured now that you have to you know keep painting and you have to keep sort of achieving at this kind of level if, you know to reach something a level that's already quite high and to win an award that is quite prestigious 
right at the beginning. <laughs> do you feel like, oh my God, I'm going to have to actually do this well for the rest of my career? Or are you not worrying about that? I, for a moment, I was kind of worrying that that was a little bit my peak. Like, have I already peaked? Like, I've already sort of had the dream goal, I guess. But um, I've realised there's always more to work on and to develop your skills. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, something I've noticed, though, is if I'm painting, like, I'm going to be painting something that I'm proud of and that is um, – quite a big piece as well like a statement piece like I don't really paint unless it's for my to build up my portfolio now Mm. yeah Yeah. um and yeah I'm a bit more hesitant to kind of not like doing favors people but realize that knowing my worth you know what I mean Mm. um yeah like i which is great I mean that's I think a lot of artists never sort of figure out exactly what their worth is so you know it's it's really great to to do that when you're young and kind of stick with that yeah yeah I mean and also right now I'm just focusing on making work that I actually really like and I think is reflective of how old I am because I'm almost kind of fortunate in a way that I can sort of paint to my ability at my age with this kind of fresh perspective. And as I get older, it's just going to continually change. So I might as well create as much work as I can with this perspective now. Totally. Yeah. 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 And that's a really good way of looking at it. Thank you. And the work is sort of young and fresh without feeling sort of immature. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> you know, I have read that you are an artist to watch. That's what somebody said in some one of Ooh. the articles, which is amazing. <laughs> and, um, you know, how exciting is that? It's brilliant. Yeah. What do you think it is that um, that makes your work appealing for people? I think initially what's appealing is my attention to detail. Well, this is what I'm assuming. Um, but then maybe what makes it in a way fascinating is my age and is the subject that I am painting and um, how I've taken kind of a non-experimental style and then tried to keep it exciting and fresh and relevant and fun. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely relevant. And the way that you put so much um, into your paintings is, like I said before, is very reflective of what you do, who you are and the time. Um, which is interesting. And it does, it just seems a little bit, even though, you know, people paint portraits, there's something about your work that feels quite unique and quite special. And already you seem to have a style that you can kind of connect all your paintings and you can see that they're your work. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to, I have quite a lot of fun, like, seeing how things look on my Instagram feed and making sure they all look nice together. And yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think they all just happen to have kind of the same vibe to them. Mm, yeah. yeah. I want to make a painting that you feel good looking at, you know, um, maybe that'll change over time. But for now, when I look at art and when I am painting them, like I want it to be something happy, fun, colorful. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it draws people in, in, I think, because it's it's it sort of has an attractiveness about it, but it also wants you to come in and look closer, like the judges said. You know, mm. there's a lot of detail in it that is interesting. And the way you capture expression is incredible. And then you're obviously, you know, becoming like a, a photorealist painter, which is an incredible skill to have, especially with someone so young. Yeah, yeah. I think I have maybe perfectionist tendencies and art's one of the ways I can channel it. And um, it's strange as I paint more and more, I just feel like I've started to notice so many more details in in people. And okay, I've got kind of like a, not like a funny story, but um, when I was in high school doing my uh, folio boards, So I'd take a picture of, say, like a friend and they'd ask me to maybe like make their nose a bit smaller or like (laughs) take out their chin or, um, and I used to just say like, 
Jude, we have to retake the picture. Like, I can't make stuff up about your face or like I won't be able to recognize you once it's done painting, you know. Um, not that I'm intending to uh, paint their insecurities or whatnot, but it's actually the little imperfections in people's skin and in their face and that make them them and make them recognizable. Yeah. And make it look so real when I paint them. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think teenagers are so used to having filters on Instagram so they can make those little changes. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah a bit of reality is not a bad thing. Mm, yeah, no, not at all. And I um, I paint in acrylic and I've noticed that it, I guess it dries quite quick and it's like a little bit different to oil, which I actually haven't tried yet. But I think that also means that I'm constantly mixing new skin tones. So there'll be like, like probably hundreds of colors in a face so that kind of adds to the like imperfection in the yeah, <laughs> yeah being able to truly see and yeah. your skin color is incredible how do you actually go about making skin color um i set out the same colors on my palette i'm pretty basic like just cool blue warm blue like i don't actually know the names of them yet <laughs> um and i don't actually know it's like when i look at the skin tone, I can just kind of see exactly what colors I should add to make it. Mm. I don't know when that skill got programmed into my brain, but um, yeah, I just one day understood how to do it. Yeah, I guess also through like years at throughout high school, like experimenting with colors and stuff. Mm, that's yeah. brilliant. And um, let's just go back to your, you know, when you first started painting. I mean, obviously you said your mum was a big inspiration and you were telling me earlier that she was an artist. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tell us about how you kind of got into that frame of mind. So when mum was younger, before she had kids, she was doing landscape paintings and sort of quite opposite to the things that I'm into at the moment. Um, so I would try to do her style and completely fail. Didn't I didn't uh I guess like landscapes don't really interest me at the moment um and yeah she stopped when she had us and never really was painting around the house or anything but I could always tell that she was quite supportive of my art um yeah and she actually went to the QMU Art Awards the, the other week and was talking with a bunch of the artists there and I think she feels quite inspired to get back into that when she has some spare time yeah I hope she does yeah yeah I'll be very supportive of that yeah I bet it'll sort of be yeah. the roles reversed you can be the the mentor and the supporter again. yeah yeah for yeah. sure. <laughs> and uh, I met your mum at the Kimu Arts Awards night and she <laughs> accepted your prize so that's just leaping on a bit you also won the one of the youth prizes for the Kimu Arts Awards 2022 yeah so that so was awesome. amazing <laughs> as well you're having a massive year yeah very and, grateful um, for that yeah. and your mum is lovely so um so she encouraged you and then how did your art kind of develop through high school to end up end up you know with a focus on portraiture so in high school I think there's quite a encouragement to experiment and not necessarily paint so uptight like I do um what do you mean I, uptight I mean not uptight like um well like perfectionist like yeah <laughs> um not wanting to do anything other than what I see in a reference picture um the first painting I did that my mum was like wait my daughter can kind of paint uh was this little tui bird that's in our lounge at the moment um yeah and then from then I just was doing the NCA boards um one oh. oh I did a really fun like circus themed board one year which that was when I first started to incorporate portraits um before then I'd focused on like birds and still life and yeah sort of yeah um the folio boards were good to experiment and mm. see what I was into yeah. and when you started making portraits did you think oh this this feels good like this is this is what I'm really interested in yeah 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 I think so um like I say about it was when I just first started to recognize them like the creases by your friend's eyes or like the 
blush in their cheeks when they smile like the fact that I can depict that is quite special I think and the way their hair fell you know um when people would look at my folio board and say oh like that's Willa oh that's Ollie that's Sophia like I'd be like yeah it is <laughs> like yeah. um that's how I know that it's that I've done an okay job <laughs> yeah you've achieved yeah. what you were hoping to achieve yeah yeah how amazing is that and and what when was that sort of transition of you kind of making portraits and making other art and then suddenly painting in a way that people could recognize who it was um that probably just started when I actually took time and care into noticing the specific things that make people look the way they do yeah mm. before oh, I can't even remember who told me this I wish I could remember but was that when you're painting don't think oh like I'm painting an eye just look at all the colors and the shapes and what makes up the eye because I think people will say oh I'm going to paint a face and then just kind of go off on what they think a face looks like if you actually look at your reference picture and really like knuckle down on what you can see when I go to paint something all I'm focused on is the colors and my reference picture I'm zoomed all the way in as opposed to and then when I zoom out or when I take a step back that's when I look at the bigger picture and see the painting yeah Mm. yeah and so you do use reference photographs which aren't necessarily taken for you to then make a painting are they they're kind of just part of your collection of photographs that you take of you and your friends yeah and then how do you select which photographs you want to use um even just one of my paintings right now I've got which is circus of my twin brother he was I just finished work and he was on a break taking out the rubbish and I took him some leftover like chicken tenders from my work shift um and I just took a picture of him and then I think it was six months later I came across the picture and I was like I really like this picture and that's my brother and I want to paint him. Yeah. Um, I think I just see them and I just know what would look good. On mm. Yeah. Um, How amazing. Yeah. There's been a few times where I've specifically done a photo shoot, like some recent ones of my really good friend, Sophia. Um, we went out and did a photo shoot. Yeah. I do quite like it when I've taken the picture as well and then painted it, which mm. I'm trying to – there's kind of more to it than you think. Like I'm having to learn photography as well to yeah. kind of get these good reference pictures to paint. Totally. So yeah, it's more than just the actual picture yeah. painting. Yeah. So do you think it was it was more sort of accidental finding photographs, and as you as you go on through your painting practice, it's become a little bit more um, intentional. Yeah, yeah. Now that I know what I like painting, what I want to paint, yeah, I. I think I'm a bit more, uh, I can plan out photo shoots and things. Yeah. yeah. And do you like to, to take photos just of things, sort of candid shots of things happening around you? Yeah. Uh, my recent painting, Real Time, of Peter Roger, he was just sitting outside his antique store. I was on the way back from an interview for like a, the stuff in symbol magazine and I took it just on my iPhone I just asked him hey can I grab a picture of you like um told him who I was and yeah that was just on my phone (laughs) yeah just walking by I'd never met him before and you told him that you were hoping to paint his photograph yeah grabbed his contact details and yeah (laughs) that's so good yeah it's one of my favorite paintings so far now actually really Yeah. yeah I love that one I'll put that on the blog post as well And the great thing about painting or being an artist is that you do notice things around the world, you know, around your world a lot more, I think, once you start sort of working on things. And as you were saying, noticing little things about people and their faces and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And even just when I'm out and about, I'm constantly looking for inspiration and just, yeah, appreciating the little things. um, Even just now I'm sitting in the studio looking at a wood wall and I'm thinking about if that was on the canvas like what colors would I use to mix it you know Mm. like and I'll be sitting on like a bus and I'll look at the bus seat and I'll see a specific color and I don't know like just 
you just think differently. I yeah, don't know. You yeah. do. <laughs> and even the way you capture light and shadow and, and that kind of thing. I mean, that's probably another thing that you notice the way the light works with things around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just overall made me a lot more observant. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. It's a good thing for an artist. And do you actually call yourself an artist? Um I have it on my Instagram bio as an artist. I Yeah, I reckon I'm more of an emerging artist, but yeah, surely I'm an artist. Right? Absolutely. I, I don't know. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> You're totally an artist. But it's funny, isn't it, that a lot of people have trouble um, using that term to define themselves and what they do. Well, I don't know what else I'd call myself if I wasn't an artist. No, uh, exactly. Oh, painter. Oh. No, artist is good. Yeah. You're definitely an artist <laughs> and you always will be. So that brings me on to your study that you've been doing. So you got into Elam School of Fine Arts, which is in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland, um, and that was for this year. Tell me what happened there. Yep. So I started off the year at Elam. Uh, we I did that for the first semester. So... Most of my courses sort of involved the inductions and trying out all the different processes and, yeah, quite experimental stuff. Um, yeah, I think I was doing that conjoint with business, so I was going to do a business and fine arts conjoint. Uh, and then I've actually since then for second semester stopped doing fine arts and have moved to Victoria University of Wellington to do just commerce there. Um, yeah. So um, so you've made a big change and you've you've decided Elam's not for you. Why was that? So I found that Elam was obviously the facilities there are so amazing and they're really encouraging you to broaden your practice and experiment and um, sort of just be a lot more experimental, which is, I think, amazing for lots of young artists who don't really know what they want to do or are just trying to refine their skill and their practice more. But um, I feel like when I was there, I was in a place where I just wanted to be painting what I was painting. And, mm. um, yeah, I think I just won – you know, a couple of awards and I was feeling a bit more confident about what I was doing. And you'd actually just, you'd already, even though you were only 18, you'd already really developed a style and a, a sort of practice that you wanted to pursue. You'd kind of figured that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, just for me, I just kind of wanted to be painting what I was doing. Yeah. Um, well, what, what I was also aiming for from the degree was to get some sort of... Um, like well like credit but you know to say like yeah I'm an artist like I've been to art school like I know what I'm doing whereas I feel like my achievements that I've been really fortunate and grateful to receive um have kind of given me that in a, in a sense I mean I'll go into an art gallery even just in the weekend I sometimes will just pop in and I'll kind of be talking like oh like how can I kind of exhibit um how, how do you guys work and it's not that I'm not paid attention to, but until I say, oh, like I went to, oh, I won like Adam Portra Award. Well, it, it gives you some kudos, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah, Especially yeah. from someone so young where people maybe take you more seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it is, and that's great. And I guess a lot of people going to Elam, especially straight out of school, maybe haven't developed a practice and they're, you know, have talent and, and ability and passion still, but they that part, that experimental part of the process and the more sort of conceptual idea building that that Elam do, maybe I can see, you know, suit some people and and maybe not others. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and um, I've been saying with my family that I think eventually I will go back to art school. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I can't do hyper-realistic paintings forever. And, yeah, I think the facilities there are pretty amazing and, like, what they do encourage you to do is cool. Yeah. yeah, and it would be amazing to go back there once you've sort of had a number of years yeah, working yeah. just yeah. to 
you know, some it could be something different that yeah. you discover. Yeah, just with a fresh perspective. Um, yeah, I am grateful that I went there and I tried it out. And you know what? It wasn't for me, but I did it and I won't regret that I never tried it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's definitely something you can come back to. You're not closing the door. Yeah, for sure. Which is great. And I think it's, you know, it's admirable that you actually thought, actually, this isn't the right time for me to be here. You know, mm-hmm. this is where I'm at with my practice. This is what I feel like I need. And, you know, having the guts to make the change because it's it's hard, especially when you've got all these people watching you and waiting for you to head to fine art school and do all those things. Yeah, yeah. And when the Adam Award stuff happened, I was still studying at Elam, but I knew that I was dropping out. So I was kind of awkwardly like, yeah, I'm at fine art school, um, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch this space. Yeah. Yeah, but then, of course, you know, studying commerce is going to be incredible for you as an artist. Yeah, um, something that I think I've like am learning to understand is how connected they are and how they kind of work together, um, like the art world and business as well. Um, yeah, it's quite fascinating actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a good thing to have as an artist to understand how to run a business because often. An art practice becomes a business because if you're wanting to sell work, then you've got to do all those businessy things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make a career out of art and still enjoy it, but I don't know. There's make a all, living. Yeah, there's always this kind of persona about being a struggling artist like, um, and struggling financially, but I think if you can overcome that, then... Yeah, it's a lot of stress-free. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It helps for sure. Yeah. And so you obviously at school, high school, had sort of talent in business and in art, and you've chosen at the moment to focus on on commerce. Are you thinking I want to be a full-time artist and devote my entire life and career to painting, or are you thinking maybe you'll go down another route with commerce and then have your art practice on the side? Um. So. Right now, I'm kind of just seeing like where both take me. I'm not um, putting too much pressure on myself to decide. Um, so like for example, this year I'm going into second year commerce and finishing off some first year papers, but simultaneously, like I've just been invited to exhibit in Art in the Park for 2023 and I'm having my own exhibition and I think... I'm like seeing where my art takes me, but if it doesn't, then I'm not like, it's not the end of the world, you know? Um, Yeah. I'm really just not putting pressure on myself. Mm, Yeah. And and just seeing seeing what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Only painting what I want to paint as well is important to me. So yeah. Good on you. Yeah. You're amazing. You've got it sorted. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) No, you're you're really doing well. And to be invited to exhibit is a great thing and I'm sure that's only going to grow that side of things oh yeah Art in the Park it it was such an honour when I received that email I was absolutely buzzing yeah Yeah, that's brilliant yeah and yeah I think it's just you're going to gain more and more momentum with that kind of thing as you go well I hope so I think so for sure that's brilliant and yeah I think it's a good idea to just think oh well see what happens Instead of, as you say, putting that pressure on yourself. I mean, you're going to be really busy studying commerce. And that's yeah. like a full-time degree. And then you're getting all these opportunities like Art in the Park to make more work to show. And I'm sure that's only going to grow. There'll be other opportunities. So how can you see yourself sort of juggling the pressures of studying a commerce degree and making art, showing art, and kind of turning up for that kind of thing? I think just prioritizing things. I mean, like I love to go out with my friends and whatnot, but if I've got something due, like I've just, I need to just stay home and paint. And I mean, my friends will tell you, like I am just always painting. Like um, I can barely even sit down and like watch a movie now. I just have to be simultaneously painting while I do something. Um, Yeah. And sitting at home, like, oh, I might as well be painting and just paint, you know? Mm. Um, Yeah, so, and then obviously, like, with the degree, it's quite nice because if I was painting all day, I think 
you need to break it up. Like I'll just get tired of it and I guess a bit lonely as well. So it's quite nice to have something to get out and do. And mm, Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a really good release for you, but it's still kind of productive. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. You're amazing. I mean, how you how you do that. You're obviously, yeah, very determined and diligent. Yeah, I think uh, when I've started a painting, I just can't wait to finish it. Like, there's no feeling like finishing a painting that you've just been working on and staring at for, like, however many hours. Um, and normally those moments when I finish them are at, like, 4 a.m. on a random, like, Wednesday night just mm. alone in my room like listening to you know when music on Spotify just keeps shuffling and then you kind of don't really realize what you're listening to yeah now I realize I'm listening to some really random songs <laughs> <laughs> you just lose yourself in the yeah, painting yeah and that's when you can listen to podcasts we were just talking earlier yes, how yeah how a lot of people Jess's age don't necessarily listen to podcasts yeah because well, it's, it's just me I don't know no, I don't think I, yeah. I know my kids don't they're like nah I'm not going to listen to that, Mum. So <laughs> it's yeah, it seems to be um, it seems to appeal to slightly older people. Podcasts for some reason. Yeah, I've I think I've noticed like just with things like I've just deleted TikTok, but attention spans are getting a bit like smaller. You know, videos are shorter, and there's a lot more. Wait. Yeah, instant gratification. Kind instant of. gratification. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I mean. We were just talking earlier about how, you know, you can put a podcast on when you're driving somewhere where you're not yeah. actually kind of having to sit down and just listen and process. You can just have it going on as you are doing other things. Yeah, it's good. And yeah. your podcast is sort of just like a friendly chat. So yeah. it's like you're just talking with your friends. Yeah, yeah it sounds it's yeah. almost like we're in the room with you. Yeah. So give that a go next time you're painting. Let me know if it helps. I will do. <laughs> Uh, so just thinking about your process, Jess, of how you actually create the painting, you've told us that you use a photograph as your initial inspiration. So do you do any drawing or do you draw onto the canvas or how do you kind of layer the painting and set it up? So I think this is quite a controversial topic about um, using like tracing methods and stuff to get um, outlines for um paintings I personally with large-scale portraits I need to um have them exactly the scale that they are um I've done paintings before where I haven't traced it and I think like I have the ability to make it look good um and it has worked for me before but it just took 10 times the amount of time you know what I mean so mm. um if you're thinking about painting in a way of the actual process then you could say that tracing is maybe not the most like authentic way to create a portrait um but because my work is like I'm a painter um and that's the end product is what I'm trying to create I personally will trace on my my outlines mm. um and I don't I don't think that is is taking away from what you're doing yeah, well, it just it saves me so much time, yeah. and I have been drawing all my life. Like I um, draw for fun and whatnot, and yeah, I think it's not. Yeah, it's not that I don't have the Skills. ability to draw. Um, it's just it's really not worth it when my painting is what's kind of that's the right. fast, like my painting like it's my yeah, skill um, that's it and the and use the of color and yeah how yeah. you make the colors yeah, yeah. and yeah. then i do use a overhead projector a projector at all or yeah, yeah yeah you know it's just one of the tools that you use like many artists do yeah yeah lots of people are kind of taken back when i like tell them that but i'm like how else would i mm. i don't know <laughs> no when you're yeah. trying to depict an exact copy yeah, of a photograph yeah. just with my style right now that's what's been working for me yeah and, and that's just the outline it's really just thinking the, about the perspective I mean the outlines the outlines on the outline takes me about maybe like an hour to to put on and then I'm sitting and I'm painting for another 67 like hours and hours and hours like people don't really realize that you know um yeah, unless it's an actual drawing, like where you can see the graphite and whatnot, then 
yeah yeah that's not yeah no totally controversial topic (laughs) no I don't think it is controversial I don't think it's I don't think that's a thing I think that's just part of your process yeah and think of it as another tool it's not a thing to be keeping to yourself or you know it's it's, it's something that a lot of artists use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. It's part of your it's process. Tool. It's a tool. Yeah. Exactly. And so once you've got the outline on your canvas, I presume you paint on canvas? Yes, yeah. What I happens guess. then? Um, the outline's on. I'll usually have put maybe a gesso layer down. Um, well, yeah, I always put a gesso layer down. Um, if I'm doing, say, for like a face, like I'll do the base layer of the skin or the background, um, it really, really depends. And I am not the most, like I'm like 18, I'm kind of just experimenting. So sometimes with my paintings, like the the paint you see will be like the first layer I've done. And then right next to it, it'll be like the seventh layer I've gone over of that color. Um, I really just build up the different colors. And I was saying that I paint in acrylic, which dries a lot quicker than oil. So I actually have the ability to just keep adding layers and changing the colors. And um, yeah, uh, skin tones especially though, like they're quite, I find them quite um, time consuming and tricky Mm. challenging but a good challenge um yeah so sometimes the skin you see like that will be about the seventh time i've worked on it you know yeah Mm. to make it look like that yeah i can imagine and blending that's so yeah incredibly time consuming i imagine and they're all mostly big aren't they yeah i've i'm really enjoying like the large scale work um yeah for over throughout high school and stuff nca i was doing smaller work but um, I quite like working at a larger scale. Mm. Yeah. What do you like about it? Well, the bad thing is it's more time consuming. It takes a lot more paint. And yeah. my dad lives down this really long, um, curvy path with stairs and like bushes around. So I have to like, and I was saying just before, I only just got my driver's license. So, um, I was having to like Uber the canvases home or like take them on buses and whatnot. But, I think it's worth it. The large scale, there's something when you walk in and you see it um, in person, I just think it's a lot more like, wow. Yeah, it yeah. definitely is. Uh, with my self-portrait that went in the Adam Portraiture Award, the hand was life-size. So obviously the perspective means that everything else was a little bit smaller, but my hand was actually the size of my hand, mm, <laughs> which I thought was quite cool. That is yeah. cool. And then, as you say, you have trouble painting hands, so that must have been a challenge. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm getting the hang of it. Yeah. But it's so strange. Like, you wouldn't even think, like, hands of all things, but there's quite a lot of colours and veins and knuckles and bumps. Yeah. And, um, and the yeah. proportion of, of the fingers. I mean, it is something that you really notice if there's, if that's not quite right when it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. You're just like, oh, the hands are weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the one thing. It's like, oh, if something's off, like you can really tell when a hand mm. doesn't look like a hand. Yeah. yeah, more so than anything, it seems, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I don't think anyone talks about that enough. That's some theory we've like cracked. Yeah, exactly. Hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to give it a name of some sort of uh, some sort of art condition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. And your titles, can you tell us about some of your titles for your work and where they come from? So I was kind of going through a bit of a phase of titling my paintings after songs and uh, my when I was in Auckland over lockdown, my dad lives in Wellington, so I'd kind of sent him progress pictures of my paintings and he actually ended up uh, titling Lady Day for me. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know, just kind of thinking about what the portrait is and, um, yeah, suiting it to that, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Are you taking actual elements out of the painting, like the, the Lou Reed um, album that you took the, the title off for Lady Day? Is, is that a common thing that you do? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. It's sort of strange, like... I'll have maybe like five options for a name for a painting and you just kind of know which one suits it. Mm. Um, it just it takes a bit of a brainstorm. Um, 
yeah, I don't really want to name it something completely unrelated to the painting. No. So try something that's not blatantly obvious, but if you kind of look closer into the painting, you can tell. You can understand it, yeah. yeah. Not too obtuse. Yeah. What's the one with you, the four of you, you and, and three friends, and you, you've got crazy sunglasses? And- oh, yeah. So that's Shady at Midnight, which has just been accepted into the Wellington Regional Arts Review. Which Congratulations is- again. Thank you. Very, very privileged to be in that. Um, so that one's actually four different pictures. I've like kind of edited into one. So I just found a bunch of pictures of me and my friends with sunglasses on and then a different picture outside Midnight Espresso in Wellington. Yeah, um, the picture of Midnight Espresso was taken the day of the Adam Portraiture Award <laughs> announcements. I was with my friend Willa, which is kind of just a fun little fact that not many people know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Shady at Midnight, I guess, sunglasses at Midnight Espresso. Thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. Some of it's just me trying to be all, like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool and <Yeah>. arty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so good, though, and I love that painting because it's just so – I mean, like you said, all your paintings just have that sense of fun about them and, and do make you smile. I mean, there's something really real about them and engaging. Oh, thank you. And I really thank like you. that one. It's it's really yeah. fun. <laughs> it's just like girls on the town being, yeah, being a yeah. bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Mm. And where do you actually paint? I mean, do you, you say that you sometimes just watch TV or listening to something while you're painting, so you... Do you just kind of paint wherever you can? You don't have a, a natural studio? Um, yeah, so I've always sort of just painted like in my room. I didn't feel the need to separate the spaces or anything on the floor. You know, mum used to always get so mad at the paint on the carpet. That was one thing we have a bit of conflict <laughs> of. Um, but, yeah, when I moved to Wellington, Dad um, dedicated a whole room in the house for me to put up the easel and whatnot uh, I do end up just taking the painting to my room to paint at night because um I don't know I work I feel like I paint best um at night like late hours and I don't really want to be in a room that's like kind of cold and like not my room yeah yeah so I don't know that's just, your little private space yeah yeah and do you find in the morning you look at your colors and think oh that's not quite right. Because they dried dark. a bit different. I swear they looked different last night, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes painting when it's darker. Have you got a, a good daylight light lamp? or? Um, I was struggling when I first moved down to find a good, like, like warm lighting. Then you turn the warm light off and all your colours, like the people look like they've just died because <laughs> it's really like blue and cold. Um, yeah, I just try to use as white of a light as I can. Yeah. yeah. Um, something... I'm painting with artificial light on the canvases and then something that I really love is then taking them into like daylight or with the sun on them and they actually look a lot better. Even better. Yeah, yeah. Which Brilliant. Which is quite cool. Yeah, that's yeah. quite cool, isn't it? And what other creative things do you like to do? Um, actually, in high school, I was pottery club leader for year 13. <laughs> it's like my one... Um, other thing that I like to do so I really do enjoy pottery I haven't done that since but I was like thinking eventually I'd like to get back into that um Mm. I found that quite fun and like therapeutic to do um other creative things I do love cooking all my meals have to be I try and make them look really nice, I've noticed. Maybe that's an arty thing. I yeah, don't know. composition and yeah, colour. Yeah. All, and form. <laughs> yeah. Same kind of stuff, isn't it? I mean, I remember watching, um, I think it's called My Chef's Table or something like something to do with Chef's Table. Mm. Um, and it's just really a documentary about amazing, successful chefs from around the world who – are really just talking about their practice. But it was amazing to see how chefs are actually just like artists. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. quite fascinating. Like, you know, you've got the plate, which is your canvas, and then your audience. And, mm. and the process. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and how do they develop the process, and they're so experimental, and they explore so many different ideas and different different makers. And, yeah, 
There's a lot yeah. of parallels, which I'd never really thought about. Yeah, it's yeah. quite interesting. It's a great show yeah. too. I think it was on Netflix. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just talking about the commercial side of what you do, Jess, at the moment, you do have a website, jessicaguernsey.com, and we were talking earlier <laughs> about whether websites are the way to go, um, and you've got a, a quite a sort of proactive Instagram page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I find that I'm a lot more familiar with sort of the Instagram platform and can just post on my story and, yeah, on the feed. It's like yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels more natural, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I think we were saying how it's a lot easier just reply to people's stories and, like, react to things and like things to show support, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's good yeah. in that way. Yeah. And are you actually wanting to sell works at the moment or are you wanting commissions or are you just kind of building up your own collection? Yeah, I've had a few people approach me, but um, for now and just with working on uni as well, I'm trying to really focus on building up a portfolio of things that I want to paint and that I've um, intended to yeah, work on for mm. my exhibitions and whatnot. Yeah, yeah I yeah. can imagine. I mean, it would be quite distracting almost. I mean, you're still kind of just getting into the flow of creating your own body of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just commissions is a whole other process and sort of. That's thing, right. Yeah. And having somebody else's photograph would be really hard. I mean, you at the moment you paint your only your photographs, don't you? Yeah. Um, my. Oh, however, I guess like with my self-portrait, it was my friend that took the photo and also. Uh, with Can I Say Something? Yeah, so it was Wilhelmina Herringer. Yeah, mm. she took those pictures. Which is quite nice too, to have your best friend yeah, involved yeah. in your practice in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. And you've got a show coming up in March. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I've just organised. Uh, it hasn't actually been posted anywhere on my social media platforms just yet, but um, I've got my first exhibition at Thistle Hall Gallery at the top of Cuba Street in Wellington. So that's the 28th of March till the 2nd of April, which I am really excited for. Uh, it'll be a completely new experience. Um, and that's just going to be a collection of all my portraits to date, uh, award-winning ones too. So if anyone's in Wellington, then should totally pop along. Um, yeah, I'll be there the whole week to have a chat. And, How amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be great. And would you – so those works will be for sale, the originals, and um, can people get prints? Yeah, so I'll have a few originals for sale there and then, yeah, we'll have prints – there or prints on request as well yeah brilliant it's really cool <laughs> and that'd be such a lovely experience for you actually you know it's your first solo show I presume yeah yeah, yeah. so just organized it through a community venue just applied and yeah <laughs> brilliant well cool. done and then also to be there and talking to people about your work will be amazing yeah yeah it'll be really cool I hope I get lots of visitors. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. Well, if I'm down that way, I'm going to pop in for <laughs> sure. So let's just talk about the last questions um, that I ask most of my guests. What would you say, now you're already quite young at 18, but what would you say to your younger artistic self? So to my young artistic self, I think I would just say to keep doing what I'm doing. Um it's it's going pretty all right you know like uh don't put too much pressure on yourself to do what other people want you to do and um yeah just paint what you enjoy or make art like that you enjoy yeah great advice which you have followed yeah. so far and um what challenges do you face as a young emerging artist I guess with my situation I'm in a bit of a have nothing really to lose like I am just seeing where it takes me so in a way I don't face too many challenges compared to many other New Zealand artists I guess um but yeah I guess it's just like personal challenges that can interfere with art and finding time to stay motivated to make art and to keep doing what I'm doing um that's where the challenge is, I guess. Mm. And why do you think you make the kind of paintings that you make? So I work like really closely with my pieces and I think I make the art that I make because 
I find it quite fascinating to sit back and just, you know, like have all these meticulous little details that have contributed to create depictions of people that I know. Um, I guess it's just quite cool to have like a tangible result of the hours that I put into a piece of work. Well, I've just said to you, Jess, that you have made my day. Talking to you has been like a ray of sunshine coming into my studio on a rainy day. Oh, feelings mutual. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. So happy to be here. Yeah, and it's it's just so great to to be able to kind of talk to you at this time in your career. And we were saying earlier that, you know, in 10 years' time you can come back, do another, another um, – episode with me on the podcast oh yeah and it'll be really interesting to see where you get to in 10 years yeah and see what I'm painting yeah yeah. fascinating to know and then also to be able to listen back to this podcast and think oh that's when I was 18 (laughs) so innocent yeah no but you you know you really impressed me but you're not you you seem to have a really wise head on you and it feels like you've been here for longer than your 18 years you know oh thank you you've got a great attitude <laughs> and um and you've done so well in the last year or two it's just you're on fire <laughs> and uh, I wish you all the best oh thank you so much yeah no this has been lovely yeah thank you